Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The hideaway is open tonight. I licked her tit or whatever. You know, quicksand is that the equivalent is made out of dicks, 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 dicks. It's banter. What do you think about Brexit? What's that? Does that mean we won't have any cheese? Are you joking? You are a liar, actress. 100% white type on paper. Hello, and welcome to She's Got the Chat. I am Mara. And I am Ari, and Welcome I back, am out Ari. of the country. <laughs> yes, Ari is recording live from Mexico. I am. Just before we pressed record, I had to <laughs> do a, a mission of getting yeah. a, a bug out of my bed. So that's how you know I'm committed, I would say, to the podcast. That was it was a very large bug, too. Very Central America way to start this. It was really freaky. I did not love it. <laughs> I'm a little bit like looking around to see if there are any more. Yeah. <laughs> As I sit <see> here. <laughs> kind of bummed we hadn't been recording yet. <laughs> um, I think it's best for all of us that we were able to take care of that prior to the episode. <laughs> That's fair enough. <laughs> Oh, yes. But as Mara said in the beginning of our previous episode, I was traveling when she recorded with Lauren. And as anyone who has flown lately knows, the airports are a bit of a shit show. But you want to hear something crazy? Mm, What? So I was like, what? Like, I've heard this. Like, I know that it's crazy. I know that there's like issues with travel and people are losing their bags and like all this sort of stuff. And I don't really I mean, I'm not going to claim that the reason I'm going to give you is the cause of all of the crazy travelness, travel drama going on in the country right now. But yeah. so I was flying out of Denver the day after Taylor Swift's second show in Denver. Right, right. She was in Denver on the 14th and the 15th, Gabe's birthday and my birthday. My friend was at that show. Everyone was at that show. So <laughs> TSA, they fucking, I had to, I put something too big, like a liquid, too big of a liquid in my carry-on and they had mm. to 
confiscate it for me. Nice. But I, they were like, this is a really busy day. There's going to be 90,000 travelers in the airport today. And I was like, "That what's oh the average? God. And he said 35,000 is the average. Whoa. And I was like, is it just because it's like a good time to travel? And he was like, no, it's because of Taylor Swift. Holy shit. Home right? girl is doing it <laughs> dude and then I saw like all these things I saw this thing on Instagram this morning that was like a plane full of Swifties were delayed and it was just everyone singing like oh, I don't even remember what the fuck the song is all you have to do is cause know what to think and all the comments were like I would jump out of the emergency exit <laughs> Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Sorry to any of our fans that are also Swifties. That is my actual nightmare. A plane I mean, full of girls singing Taylor Swift. I do think that that is a very controversial opinion. And I would imagine that a lot of our fans are Swifties because there I know. is overlap demographically. I know, so I know. we just sorry, would like guys. to say, Swifties, <laughs> we love you. But no, it was it was a flight that was directly from Denver to like Salt Lake or something. So I guess in cities that she's just not going to, everyone's just flying to the closest city. Uh, and can you imagine like not only having to buy the tickets, but all the cost of the plane and the transportation and staying there. It's like kind of wild, the upheaval that she's throwing the country into. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have, I have people who like went to one and then they like have all gotten addicted to going to this Eras tour. And I have this one friend who's been trying to convince people to go to Paris with her to go see oh my and she's already seen taylor like two or three times so far this year that is so wild gabe was like are there people who are like following her like deadheads and i was like yes there are deadheads i I was like well i don't i imagine maybe people are going to multiple shows but i don't think people are going to every show I doubt people are going to every show just because of the nature of having to get tickets and stuff. But I know people who are going to a lot of shows. I have multiple friends who've been to multiple shows. Wow. Well, if you're listening in Europe, which is our second highest listener hotspot, Mm -hmm. hotspot, she's coming for you. So plan your travel accordingly. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure the Swifty fans in Europe already know that. <laughs> like, you're not telling me anything I, I don't already know. <laughs> but do they know about the the travel implications? Do That's they know about point. the economic implications? I actually think it's generally a good thing. I read some article that, like, her two shows in Denver brought, like, $140 million to the local economy. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. Yeah, I mean, definitely any kind of tourism is always good for a city. Absolutely. But anyway, all of that really just to say... It was such a treat to listen to that last episode. I love you, Lauren. You are absolutely a friend of the pod. I am so grateful that you were able to hop on and join Mara. I had so many like similar opinions that I was felt so validated listening to you guys today. I was like, that's exactly <laughs> what I would have said. Perfect. I do have one thing that I wanted to bring up. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, two things. No, I have three things. Okay. Um, that I wanted to bring up. Okay, number one. Have you noticed that they don't say on job anymore? Like, was that just a season nine thing? It was like a season nine thing. I know they haven't said it at all. Not once. No. So weird. Okay. That has nothing to do with the last episodes. These next That's two okay. things do have to do with the next episodes. Okay. In terms of the side of the bed debate. <laughs> ah, okay. I just wanted to share that this has caused some strife in my personal life. <laughs> because... Okay. 
Gabe and I have our sides of the bed. Yeah. And like, even when we travel, like I'm sitting on our bed now and I'm on the left side, he's on the right side. And that is how we are in our bed at home. And every time we go somewhere. Yeah. And after this episode, Mara, he said to me, do you think we should switch sides of the bed? What? Switch sides? No, never. I, well, I said no too, but he was like, I think that like, cause we will like kiss and then roll over and like sleep with our like backs to each other. Yeah. Uh-huh. He was like, I don't think that that's good. Like long term for our bodies. And like, we should just be switching back and forth more. And I was like, <laughs> I refuse to switch back and forth and just like, Oh, tonight I'm on this side tonight. I'm, I'm on this side. I would be interested in maybe like every five years switching mm. if that would be beneficial to our bodies. And I was oh, like, we've wow. been together for like six years. So like we could switch now and then do it again in five years. But you could. I just wanted to share that this has really yeah. destabilized me personally. So thank you, Love Island. It's making me think, actually, I think that Lucas and I did have a period where we switched sides intentionally not intentionally I don't think hindsight I can't remember but no we when we first moved in together we lived in that house for two years and I was on the side of the bed closer to the door I guess it has been switched because then now I'm still closer to the door but I would if I had been on like the first side of the bed it's like switching back and forth every time we move. So, and you and Lauren kind of both felt this way that it's more about like your proximity to the door or the window versus the actual side of the bed that you're on. Yeah, I think it, I think it is. Cause usually now when we travel, I'm usually the one who's closer to the door. Like that seems to be the consistent thing. And he prefers being closer to the window. But when we, but when we've moved, it's, it's has changed. I feel like if that were my standard and we are doing it based on proximity to the door, I would want Gabe to be closer to the door to be yeah. like the first person attacked if somebody yeah. came in to attack us. Like that's his that duty is- as the man in our relationship. I think <laughs> another big part of the reason I'm closer to the door is because my side of the bed also has access to the closet. Okay. That makes sense. So I'm closer to the closet. <laughs> Anyway, I will update everyone <laughs> if we end up making this change. He brought this up to me on his birthday and I was like, okay, like if you want to do it, like let's do it. Like get the shit out of yeah. your bedside table. Like let's switch. And he was like, no, oh like I God. just think we should like sleep on different sides. And I was like, and you want my stuff in your bedside table and <laughs> my, your stuff in my bedside table? Like I just felt extremely That's- destabilized by the entire thing. It's very jarring. It's very jarring. <laughs> so obviously everyone knows what side of the debate that I am on or what per- what part of percentage I am in in terms of do I have a side of the bed? The answer is hard yes. The yes. other thing I wanted to bring up from movie night is this was maybe the hardest I've seen Gabe laugh watching this entire season. Oh, wow. That's great. And I think there's actually a parallel to it that we're going to chat about in this episode. So I wanted to bring it up. It was okay. when they were showing the Sammy clip. And Jess started crying, but like turned away from the boys mm-hmm. so that they couldn't see that she they was crying. Cry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Katie goes, she's crying. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Katie. <laughs> and then it like pans to Jess's face. And I think that is actually really what got Gabe is Jess's face was just like so... Yeah, like, I don't know how even how to describe yeah. it. Maybe we just need to I clip this either. and put it onto our Instagram. But there was something, yeah. like, so 
still and calm and serene but also like tortured and pained as just like (laughs) tears dripped down her cheeks yes yes and I just found it to be a really funny moment that is very funny I didn't catch the humor of it prior but I definitely see yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay that's it crying nice and thank you Lauren love you again so much such a treat for me to listen to that episode it felt like a birthday present I'm officially aging out of the villa so I will report back about if I decide to break up with Gabe to go on the show or not um because I do think my window is rapidly closing I am now 28 yeah 28 oh my gosh you're still in your 20s live it up (laughs) 28 is a really good age I feel like 28 for me was solid yeah so this is based on we're recording this on the day that our last episode dropped so we're recording this on Monday July 17th and already Mara the episode that dropped today with yourself and Lauren has been listened to in 121 cities solid number one I just do want to shout this out number one is New York New York number two is Brooklyn New York Hey. So, I mean, still share with your friends if you live in the city, but like, good job. (laughs) Thank you. This is what we want to (laughs) see. Thank you, Brooklyn and Manhattan. We love it. Uh, Absolutely. There are, however, as always, many cities that our podcast was only streamed or downloaded one time. And those cities include Minneapolis, Minnesota, Baltimore, Maryland. It's me. (laughs) It's gotta be me. Denver was on it last week. I know. Hello, friends. If you're out there. Yeah. If it's one from today's episode that we dropped today. Yes. Yeah. That was definitely me. (laughs) Okay. Well, the rest of Mara's friends who live in Baltimore. I've shared it with plenty of fucking friends. (laughs) Right. This is not on you. This is on them. What the fuck are you doing? Can you listen to our episode, please, the second it comes out? I know one person who does listen to it consistently. He doesn't even like Love Island. He's just doing it to support us. He probably just hasn't downloaded it yet. (laughs) Oh, shout him out. Oh, it's my friend Matt. He's uh, one of my close friends, Mary's um, husband. That is really special. Thank you, Matt. We we play (laughs) D&D. Okay. Other cities that our last episode was only listened to one time. Andover, Hampshire, and Fontana and Redlands, California. So, and Altadena, California, and Ho Chi Minh City, Vietnam. Mm. So, if you live in any of those cities and you are our one listener, we beg of you. We plead with you. Mm Mm-hmm kindly but firmly yes to share with a friend share with a friend and that can also mean posting it on your instagram talking about uh-huh. it on tiktok if that's something that people do <laughs> but definitely posting it on your instagram story and if you tag us we'll repost it oh absolutely so please do that that would be really cool i would actually love to see that because like it's always really nice to hear from listeners like i can see numbers right like i know people are listening but like to actually hear from you guys is really really fun so like when you dm us about like random things or commentary i loved seeing all that stuff so ditto with yeah. posting to your stories that'd be cool and we always respond so definitely yes. dm us um mm-hmm. follow us at she's got the chat on twitter instagram threads tiktok and we would love to chat with you all about your thoughts about the season. Yeah. I mean, I'll just say this. I haven't run it by Mara, but if we have like somebody who really wants to come on the podcast and you DM, yeah. DM us, 
Yeah. You can if come you guys, on. We can talk about just about anything on here. It's our podcast. So, yeah. If you've got something interesting to share, let us know. It is our <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I did have a listener. Actually, I'll read this because it's almost like reading a review. I had a listener uh, DM us today and they asked um, a question about what an ITM means, which just for review means in the moment. It's when the people are in the beach hut being interviewed. Mm -hmm. Which is, again, a like general non-scripted TV term, not uh, she's got the chat term. Right. And she said that she's loving the pod and how it's bi-weekly. And she says it's like chatting with friends. Oh, cute. I I love that. That made my heart warm. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Well, we love chatting with you, too. So I guess without further ado, let's chat. So it is Hulu episode 43 and it is nighttime. Oh, wait. Quick one aside. I did say the wrong episode numbers in our last episode. I just wanted to say that verbally. Oh, yeah. So. I noticed that in the description. Yes. Sorry, guys. <laughs> eh, whatever. Yeah, it's not a big deal. It's honestly like one of the hardest parts of doing this for me. Weirdly <laughs> enough. Yeah. I just cannot keep it's track. Confusing. It's confusing. <laughs> there are a lot of episodes. There's a lot. <laughs> Yeah. So it's nighttime in the villa and Katie makes the toast to an eventful day. She says, congratulations to Zach and Molly for being officially closed off. (laughs) And this (laughs) is the moment that reminded me of her going nice. She's crying when Jess was obviously trying to hide that she was crying. Yeah. Katie is a weird player this season. Yeah. I don't always know what she's doing, but she's doing something. Yes, (laughs) definitely. (laughs) This... uh, I don't know. What did you think her intention was of doing this? Stir the fucking pot. A hundred percent. I mean, I know that she says that she didn't mean anything by it. And she's always going to maintain that she didn't mean anything by it. But I definitely think she was trying to, like, stir up some drama. Do you think so? Yeah. No, I do. But I'm just like, how did she not see that the drama that she was going to stir up was going to just be, like, Zach and Molly being mad at her? Hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. I feel like... I know that you and Lauren discussed this a little bit just about Zach and Molly's relationship, but I don't know. Yeah, I also don't have a super clear memory of them being like, we're officially closed off now. Right. But I feel like it was made pretty clear, like even just when she came into Casa, Zach was like, you're like, this is what I'm going to do now. Yeah, exactly. I agree. I wonder if maybe Katie was trying to drive a little bit more of a wedge between Molly and the other girls because there is an interesting dynamic that we somewhat predicted. Like I thought maybe she'd be more of a part of like the Casa girls coming back into the villa, which didn't end up being super mm-hmm. a thing just because isn't, well, Abby and Amber are the Casa girls. And I don't think that that's, I don't know. It's not as much of a thing, but she definitely is not a super important part of like the main girls group. So I wonder if Katie was trying to be like, oh my gosh, and like this big thing that happened in Molly's life that she didn't tell any of mm-hmm. you about. Congratulations. Yeah, I glasses could, up, everyone. I could definitely see her doing it to stir up the drama between the girls. Yeah, that would make sense to me. Yeah, I don't know. I thought but it was Molly swerved that she did. It was a very strange <laughs> choice. Yes. Agreed. So Zach is like, I'm not going to cheers to that. <laughs> it's kind of awkward. <laughs> yeah. And then Katie's like, I was just being nice. Okay. Mm-hmm. Molly and Zach now chat, and Zach is like, What is wrong with that girl? <laughs> Molly says she doesn't think she meant anything bad. And Zach is like, well, yeah, but she did not mean anything good, which I think is true. Yeah. Zach is like, I didn't even know what closed off means, but like, I'm not 
going to get to know any other bombs, which I think is another part of this is, that is weird. Is like, Zach is like, I guess you're right, but also that's not necessarily the term that we're using or mm-hmm. like how we're classifying it in our relationships. Like, why are you sharing that with everyone? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Why the fuck is Katie saying anything? It's not her news to share. No, yeah. it is not. Scott and Abby now chat. He says that Abby isn't doing anything wrong by getting to know him. And he asks about the comment that she had made in the challenge asks is that what she thinks or what Mitch thinks and she's like well it is in my head a little bit he says that it took a few days to wrap his head around things and Abby shares with him that she does see something with Mitch on the outside yeah Molly then comes over to Katie and she says I know you didn't mean any bad intention by that right And Katie says, I just wanted to cheers to be nice. And Leah says that most people were just surprised because they had no idea. And Molly says that she felt like it was pretty obvious that they were closed off. Mm -hmm. But then Molly clarifies that her and Zach haven't used the words we are closed off. But he has said that he's not getting to know any of the people and neither is she. And then Katie says that she doesn't want anyone to be annoyed with her. Too late. (laughs) Zach then talks to Tyreek, Sammy Montel, and brings up Katie's speech. And Zach says he never said they were closed off. And Sammy's like, oh, but Molly thinks you are trying to kind of like dig a little drama with that. But then Zach says that Molly is kind of claiming her territory, but he likes it. And Tyreek says he didn't think Katie was being malicious by it. And Zach's like, well, whatever. I'm going to be closed off then. So then Molly and Mitch have a chat. Mitch says he feels like things with Abby are strong. And he really wants her advice based on how he had handled things with Molly in the past. I loved this from Mitch. Such a good idea. Mm -hmm. Such a good idea. Yeah. And I do think that this is also similar to what you and Lauren were talking about last episode. Like it does Mm -hmm. feel like he's learned and Mm -hmm. wants to go about things in a different way. Yeah, I agree. Which is a beautiful thing to see. (laughs) I know. It's nice. Growth. Well, you know, we see this growth and then we don't, I feel like it's a little bit of a decline. We take a few steps back. (laughs) That's why I just wanted to like mark this moment, celebrate this moment. (laughs) Yeah. He's going up the hill. He's going to go back down it pretty soon. But right now he's upwards. So Molly suggests that he just say exactly how he feels. And Mitch says that he's going to tell Abby he feels disrespected by her spending her whole night with Scott. Abby and Mitch now chat, and he asks her about the chat with Scott. She's like, I'm going to be honest with you. It was good. He's like, I wasn't going to interrupt the chat, but I do feel disrespected. She says it wasn't that long, and he's like, it was two hours. Mm -hmm. I feel like this is always a thing that comes Mm -hmm. up. He's like, I like you a lot. I'm going to do what's, or you have to do what's right for you, but I can only wait for so long. Right. And then getting ready for bed, Abby shares that she's upset by Mitch's comment. And she's like, I've never talked to two guys at once and I am struggling. Yeah. I think what's becoming kind of clear is that Abby is just not a great player. She, I agree. I think that she like just is too insecure and like she's thinking too, way too real world about this and not Mm -hmm. thinking strategically whatsoever agreed she's she needs to like take like five steps back emotionally right right she's like comparing it too much to her dating experience when it's like it is a dating game but you haven't had this experience before yes exactly yes 
in the morning, Scott and Catherine chat, and Catherine is, like, asking about Abby, how things are going with her. Scott says that it is early days, but it seems like Abby does reciprocate his feelings for her, and Catherine shares that she is really happy that they're in a place where they can speak to each other as friends. Whitney now gets a text. Her and Lachan are going on a date. I loved that one of the hashtags was, it's giving romance. Yes, I loved it. <laughs> so excited that they were going on a date. I think it was like the first time I was like, yes, I can't wait to watch this. <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh. Like when Mitch and Abby had their date, I was like, okay, so we have to like fucking sit through this date now before we can yep. get to movie night. That's yep, that was my exactly. response to that previous date. Uh-huh. I felt the same way. This one, I was like, let's fucking go, Whitney. Any moment that Whitney is on my screen as much as possible is a good moment. <sighs> Agreed. <laughs> so before we see Whitney and Locken go on their date, we see Elam and Catherine have a chat. Elam says that he likes where things are going, but he feels too comfortable. He is not saying he wants to talk to other people, but he does kind of bring up another bomb coming in. And what if that changes things? And he says that if a bomb came in, he would like to talk to them if it's someone that he feels like he could have a connection with. But he also doesn't want to throw away his connection with Catherine terrible play really bad play like why would you do that the gun yeah if a bomb comes in and you want to get to know them then you figure out how to proceed at that time but why would you do this when there's not even somebody else in the villa that yeah it's into this like theoretical situation you're making up exactly and so then we see a conversation between jess sammy and elam and jess basically tells him that so he asks jess first if what he said was the wrong thing to say and then sammy is like well i could see why Catherine might not like that and jess says that like why are you focused on another bombshell live in the moment like you're worrying about things that haven't even happened yep so then we finally see Lockin and Whitney's date. They both agree that they look good together. And Lockin says he thinks what they want in life and in a partner is similar. Whitney says that he is bringing her out of her shell. He says he's happy. And he asks about Whitney's sister. Whitney is like, my sister would tell you to run away from me. <laughs> Which was yeah, pretty funny. I thought so and- too. Yeah, and Whitney says that she is very close with her siblings. It sounds like she has a couple sisters maybe. Mm-hmm. or maybe some brothers Whitney then says that she really wants a nice guy and Locken says he can't even pretend to be a bad boy <laughs> I like it I know me too I really He's so like nice and fun she I know that. well I'm trying to figure out I can't tell if my feelings about Locken are just because of my obsession for Whitney like Uh I do like him and obviously I like their relationship more than I liked Whitney and um uh what's his name Maddie (laughs) yeah Maddie's relationship but a part of me is like do I actually love Locken or do I just love Whitney enough that I'm like this is they're my winners but I do think he's a good match for her I think he's a good match for her definitely he I think that he like plays into her playful side but i do think he also brings out like he's not afraid to talk about real things with her and he seems very mature and i think that's exactly what she needs yeah i love it agreed we now see a chat between Catherine, jess and sammy back in the villa and sammy is saying that elam is scared of going too deep too soon with Catherine. Catherine's like i don't really think that he should be thinking about 
what ifs and Catherine wonders if she should pull back. I actually thought this was pretty insightful from Sammy. He was like, he sees where the rest of us are getting to mm-hmm. and he feels like he has to make it clear that like you guys aren't there, but it's like, you're obviously not there because your relationship is newer. So it just kind of didn't totally. need to be said. And I was like, yeah. true. Maybe you could have played all this better, Sammy, because you obviously get it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. And then back on the date, they are talking about how Whitney is a Scorpio. This is funny because she's like explaining to him what a Scorpio is. He's like, I have no idea. Tell me about it. But didn't they have a previous conversation where he was like describing a Scorpio? He what didn't know he was describing a Scorpio. Oh, he was describing Whitney. But what he was describing was also a Scorpio. <laughs> Got it. I, I was surprised that they were kind of having this exact same conversation again, though. It makes me think that maybe Whitney is really into astrology. Yes, which makes me love her even more. <laughs> well, exactly. Exactly my point. <laughs> I see things as I want to, and I choose to yes. believe that she's an astrology girly. <laughs> yeah, she's definitely an astro girly for sure. Absolutely. So he is an Aries, and he asks if she knows anything about being an Aries and she's like I don't know anything except for that we're not compatible but let's prove (laughs) them wrong which I love that's cute she says that her biggest fear is failing and Locken is like well you can't really fail my biggest fear is living life with regret Mm. he says he doesn't want to look back on his life and be like fuck I should have done a b or c Mm -hmm. he says that a relationship needs to be based on trust and honesty and Whitney's like, I can do that. They cheers and they kiss. This was such a good conversation. I loved, loved it. watching this. I yeah. know. I know. I was like, this is real. This is real. Yes. <laughs> None of the other shit is real. This is real. <laughs> I feel that way too. And I've been feeling it a lot watching Katie and Uzi where Gabe and mm. I are like, what the fuck are the- have they ever talked about? Except they for just like, talk about how hot I, they are. I do like you. You're my type. I would go for yeah. someone who looks like you on the outside. But it's like Whitney and Locken legit have things to say and right. in common and talk about their families. And obviously like on a date when we're hearing them talk about how they've already talked about their families, it's a little bit of an insight into like, okay, we're not seeing these more personal conversations as much. And I mm-hmm. wish we were. But yeah, even this, I was like, there is substance here in a way that we don't see with everyone on the show. Yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Back in the villa, we see Elam and Catherine chat and she says that she feels like she's showing him a little too much. She's like, that conversation we just had was really out of the blue. He apologizes for how it came across and Catherine shares that she felt like he was kind of premeditating the situation of being interested in a bombshell that was not necessary he's like okay i'm gonna be in the present now if only it was that easy this is like something i've been working on my entire life like how to just be in the present (laughs) moment (laughs) yeah if ellen if you figure it out let me know (laughs) for real i mean probably being on a show where all you can do is talk to people and walk around a contained villa and not have any access (laughs) to the outside world or anything like that is maybe a good step one so he's a little ahead (laughs) with just that context absolutely true yes (laughs) so scott and abby then have a conversation and abby says that she got into trouble with her because of her long conversation that she had with him and scott says that she's going to mitch for advice but if she does that mitch is only going to give her what works for him 
And then they discuss doing a workout together, but decide that it would be too muggy. Sammy, Mitch, and Elam are at the pool, and they ask Mitch if he's going to let Abby and Scott crack on. They're watching this conversation happen. Sammy asks Mitch, when you're getting to know someone, where's the cutoff, you know? And Amber chimes in and says, Sammy, as if you're one to talk, which was great. I was so glad she cut in here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Zach then asks Mitch about what his cutoff point is. And Mitch says a couple days. Again, very clear expectation of how he will feel in a few days about Abby right. still having her options <laughs> open. Exactly, exactly. He's so formulaic. So formulaic, <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. Whitney and Locken then return from their date, and we get a BCGC while everyone's getting ready for the evening. Both of them say the date was really good, and Whitney says she sees something with him on the outside. Locken says that really, they're really comfortable with each other. Yeah. I really hope it works out between them. Me too. It is nighttime now, and we see Sammy making the toast. Scott and Mitch now go off and have a chat, and Mitch shares that he has a bone to pick. He didn't appreciate his name being brought up in their conversation, and to this I say, Mitch, you are a fucking hypocrite. Agreed. Like, didn't we just have movie night? Right. He's literally talking about everyone in the villa all the time, constantly. (laughs) It almost feels like he is trying to be so much like I've learned and grown from what I've done that he's like, Mm -hmm. well, I would never bring somebody's name up now, Mm -hmm. even though I was last week. But like, Mm -hmm. I now realize that's not okay. So you can't do it either. (laughs) Right. Not even last week. This would have been two days prior, maybe one day prior. Okay. (laughs) So I rest my case, your honor. Yes. Exactly. (laughs) Alan and Catherine now chat. He's like, I love our connection. I don't want to lose it. I don't want to see you hurt. I won't hurt you. Catherine Mm -hmm. shares that she does understand his point of view and they just agree to be in the moment. Zach and Molly are now chatting and he kind of whispers that he wants to rip her clothes off and she's like, do it then. I know. (laughs) (laughs) He says he's happy and we have what you share. I love this. What you (laughs) deemed a montage of love. (laughs) A lot of quick cuts. (laughs) Yes. Leah and Montel flirting and kissing. Katie and Uzi flirting and kissing. Tyreek and Ella flirting. He's giving her a bunch of compliments. I will say the montage of love is never a good sign. The montage of love means something bad is about to happen. Yeah. (laughs) And with that, Ella gets a text. Yeah. I... Right off the bat, Ella gets a text saying Islanders, the public, have been voting for the most compatible couple. And I immediately am like, what the fuck is happening? Why aren't they at the fire pit? Yep. I know. And then they hear that the couple with the fewest votes is Catherine and Ellen. Again, just all like fucking chilling around the villa. Right. They're scattered about. And then Whitney gets a text and she's like, oh, my God. Oh, no. Yeah. Catherine and Ellen are dumped. What? The fuck was this? Why did they do it this way? Have we ever seen anything like this happen before on any Never. UK, Australia? I, I don't think so. I was the fucking disrespect. Of the fire pit? 
of Catherine and Elam. Oh, but yes, oh. of the fire pit, of, <laughs> of the ceremony, of the show, of the fire pit, and of Catherine yeah. and Elam. I was like, what the actual fuck is happening? I'm I'm wondering if they were trying to be respectful of Catherine and Elam by doing it so that they had their moment to say goodbye, because obviously we get another dumping. And I'm wondering if they wanted to be like, oh, here's their moment and here's the other moment. I guess. But like, can you imagine being the first person in Love Island history to be dumped this way? Mm -hmm. Like, it would not feel respectful. It would feel so out of the blue and confusing. I agree. I'm with you. I think that it was disrespectful to the ceremony of the show. Like, you must gather around the fire pit to say goodbye. Yeah. I think it was yeah. disrespectful to the ceremony of the show, and I think it was very disrespectful to Catherine and Elam. And then for us to see a, now can you gather around the fire pit, and now we're going to dump somebody else. Right. I was like, well, why the fuck didn't you what just dump fuck? both of them in that moment? Exactly. Just dump both of them. I, it was like a weird way to, like, create a twist to, like, make everyone sad and then lift them up being like, okay, well, that person's dumped. But then, like, immediately then they have to do the proper dumping. I I think it was just to stir up tension in the Islanders, but I don't know if it was effective in the way that they were maybe imagining it would be. Yeah. I don't also can we just talk for a little bit about like the public's response to Catherine cuz I feel like it's been very intense. Yes. I want to I want to talk about this very quickly. I did have a thought as to why they did what they did. Okay, yeah. I think they wanted to dump Catherine and Elam because they might have been somewhere in the bottom. They probably were not the least voted, if I'm taking a good guess. But maybe they were. But I think they wanted to do then the proper ceremony because they picked the bottom three couples. I think they wanted whoever those bottom three couples were to realize you guys are in the bottom three. And I wanted, I think they wanted to make them sweat. Right. So then why wouldn't they just do a bottom four? Because they never do bottom four. Okay, I don't know. I also even the way that they did that is confusing because it's like so Catherine and Ella, Catherine and Elam were the bottom, but then these are the next three bottom. Right. So I'm wondering if it was like maybe it was Catherine. Let's say let's assume the statistics were truthful, which I never take for believe. Granted, but same. Or, yeah, I never believe them. So I, I let's say Catherine and Elam really were bottom. And then let's say Leah Montel were really second bottom. Again, I don't believe it. But then we have Katie and Uzi and Sammy and Jess. Maybe Sammy and Jess were top and they wanted Sammy and Jess to know that they were in the bottom or Katie and Uzi to know that. But that's I mean, too yeah. obvious. So I'm I'm leaning Sammy and Jess. I hear you, but I'm like, again, so they never do bottom four, but they also never dump people like this. Like if they were yeah. going to do something they'd never done before, why is this? Right, just make a bottom four. Yeah. I'm going to say it, and we'll talk about it more when Mm -hmm. we see our next couple dumped. I think there is some racial shit going on with these dumb things. Really? I mean, even Gabe said it. He was like, did you notice that three of the four people that just got dumped were black? Oh, that I did notice, yes. And, like, this black couple and, like, the way that... What I was going to say before about Catherine is that I have found her to be a fairly neutral presence in the villa. And so I've been surprised at how strongly people feel about her one way or the other. But I wonder a little bit if that public perception of her had anything to do with 
this choice I, on the producer's part. I definitely think it did. I think that for whatever fucking reason, people have backed Scott like to an absurd degree. Is it because he's a pretty white boy? Maybe. I think everyone, if you like Scott, you should think about why. <laughs> if you but, like Scott, you're racist. <laughs> no, no, I'm not saying that. Not. Obviously not. But like, yeah, yeah what but... the fuck is happening? <laughs> yeah, just... It, it's anno- it's annoying it's really annoying and I it doesn't make any sense to me like I get I, so I've, I've read a lot of stuff online because I've been really confused about it and from what I could tell it seems like people were really surprised at the switch up that Catherine had towards Scott in Casa and post Casa we were also confused about that but I don't personally give a shit that she switched up do you know what I mean like that didn't seem like a diss to me like if Catherine decides she doesn't like this guy because she likes this other one more fine you know and if every single girl in the villa is like yeah this is a better guy for you we like him more than Scott and we think that your vibe is better and your connection is better like that seems extremely reasonable and something that the public would generally understand if it was an islander that they respected right but then I've also heard that between the conversations that Scott and Catherine have had apparently Scott's been very apologetic and Catherine hasn't apologized but then after she got dumped she went on after sun and she was like no there were lots of conversations where we both saw eye to eye and I was apologetic and so then it begs the question why, why didn't producers shown yeah exactly so were <sighs> they trying to make her look like the villain in which case I hate that it wasn't to me a, a compelling enough villain line I agree. And it's also like we did just see a conversation already that we discussed in this episode where Catherine and Scott are chatting and she's like, it's so nice that we can be friends. And it's like, so if you're going to show that, why didn't you show any of the resolution in their relationship that led up to that? And it does feel like, yeah, villainizing Catherine and putting her in this really weird position. And as an OG Islander, I just, I can't get over the disrespect. The disrespect is fucking rampant, out of control. Like, it's crazy. I, yeah, I was like pretty disappointed with this choice. I was too. I was like, this is insane. Like, how do people hate her that much? I don't get it. I don't get it. She's, like you said, she's a very neutral character. Mm -hmm. Like, Like, I hate a lot of other people so much more. (laughs) (laughs) right like she's just been like a pretty consistent good friend to all the girls she's kind of been unlucky in love she had something with scott she coupled up with elam after not that much time of being with scott like i don't Mm -hmm. really see what she has done to cause such strong feelings about her like i said one way or the other like i even know that there are people who have like been obsessed with her from the beginning and i'm like i you know to each their own like i want people to be obsessed with her she deserves it right you know she's no whitney in my opinion but right um (laughs) i'm just like what is happening like why is she so divisive i know it's it's confusing for sure yeah yeah Yeah. okay anyway the islanders say goodbye to Catherine and ellum and everyone is shocked everyone's talking about how they're such a good match and Scott says that he thought he was going to go home. Same. He should have. (laughs) He should have. And everyone is confused about why Catherine and Elm are going home. Mm -hmm. Catherine, predominantly. But like you said, she's a fucking OG. So the Islanders then ITM a couple of nice things about Catherine and Catherine and Elm say goodbye and walk out the door. On their way out, Elm says that his experience was wonderful. And Catherine says that this is a good way to go. Is it? 
she, you know, they're walking out hand in hand. They found what they wanted. Kind oh, of. Oh, a good way to go, like being able to leave with Alum. Okay. Yeah. 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 I I hear that, but also like, no, you deserved a lot more. Right. So as Catherine and Elmer walking out the door, Mitch gets a text. It's a Kai Gottfi. Can all Islanders gather around the fire pit immediately? Something that is so funny is that every time that Mitch is the one that gets a Pagotfi or a Kai Gottfi, again, he's always so literal. He'll be like, yeah, we have to go right now. <laughs> right. It says immediately. We you have go, to go. Now. Go. <laughs> Run. <laughs> God, yeah. <laughs> I die. <laughs> I know. So Catherine and Elm are not the only couple being dumb tonight. Leah and Montel, Katie and Uzi, Jess and Sammy are also at risk. Mm-hmm. I have a bone to pick with the UK, but I've already basically gone through it. So I'll leave Just it as about it is. How bizarre it is that, that Scott and Amber weren't at risk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. And what about Abby and Mitch? Right. Even. Uh-huh. But mostly Scott and Amber. Ari, the world that is existing online is yet again a different world than you and I are existing in. Like, I don't know if it's like, I, I again, UK people, please slide into our DMs and explain this to me. Like, are you guys all just like watching After Sun? Is there like a narrative? Because obviously Ari and I just don't have the time to watch After Sun. But is there like a narrative being spun on After Sun that is like, fuck Catherine, we love Scott, we want Scott and Amber to be together, to be together? Like, is that the narrative being ca- like formed? Let's let us ask know. Cass, because I know that Cass watches After Sun, and I know yeah. that I said at the beginning of the season I was going to try to watch After Sun, but like Mara said, I just can't. Well, Lauren sent me a meme, and it says, tear- it's called Tear Down the Amber, I'm going to post this on our Instagram, Tear Down the Amberlynn Wall. which is a great joke but it's the pillow wall between scott and amber so like people obviously really want them to get together why i don't know why no just the thing none of this makes any sense (laughs) (laughs) why because you hate Catherine? is that why do people know so bad is dennis wise like famous enough that people knew who amber was coming into the villa i forgot she was a nepo baby yeah maybe he's a soccer player right he played Mm -hmm. for chelsea Probably pretty so. popular. Yeah, yeah. Popular to the point that his children are famous in the yeah. UK? I don't know. Probably not. I doubt that. Like, I okay. don't know any, like, famous football players' kids. You no. Know? And what the fuck has Amber done in the villa that has led her to be more liked than Catherine? Other than the fact that she's a tiny 19-year-old white girl who <laughs> has a famous dad. Literally, what has Scott done to earn this? I, I cannot get over it. I'm baffled, absolutely baffled. I was baffled before, but this really just set me over the edge. Yeah, I'm truly, I've truly lost my. Uh, what do they say? Lost my head. <laughs> lost my head. I feel like another thing that is going on here, and kind of how I interpreted it more as I was watching it, which I'm now stepping a little bit away from and more seeing it through the lens of like why do they hate Catherine so much but another thing Uh is I feel like they wanted to keep Scott around to keep this drama going with Mitch and Abby yeah probably but I'm like they still could have been in the bottom yeah I mean again like we kind of operate on the assumption that they get to choose who's in the bottom regardless of the public vote right 
Definitely. I don't know. This was like bizarre. This the was whole bizarre. dumping was so weird to me. And I told, you know, I'm kind of walking Gabe through this season. As I've said a million times, he's watching for the first time. So I was like, we're about to get some dumpings because this happens after Casa. Like there are not enough Islanders or not enough beds rather for all the Islanders. Like there are too many. There's too many people. Yeah. They have to like cut some of the fat. And so I was like, expect yeah. this to happen. But I've, I've never seen it happen in this way. And... Uh, yeah it is just truly weird yes anyway we can keep going i just am feeling weird (laughs) so the three couples with the lowest number of votes again leanne montel katie and uzi justin sammy stand in front of the fire pit and the couple with the fewest votes is end of the episode (laughs) right cliffhanger And we are introduced to bombshells that will be coming into the villa next episode. They are Josh, who is 26 from Upminster. He's a financial advisor. It's giving Ron. Yeah. He says he's not (laughs) afraid to rattle cages. And... (laughs) Rattle cages. Imagine, like, I'm, I'm in the cage. I'm the OG Islander right. that's been in the cage for six weeks right. being rattled by Josh. It's Good like luck, such Josh. an aggressive image to think about. Yeah. It is a little bombshell protocol though, I will say. It is, for sure. He knows sure, what he's yes. got to do. Yeah. Ella is a 23-year-old model and championship dancer who refers to herself as a pocket rocket. Yes. And now we are moving on to Hulu episode 44. We obviously had just found out that one last couple would be dumped. And the couple with the fewest votes and therefore dumped is Leah and Montel. I kind of thought it would be Katie and Uzi. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. They're new. Katie feels dumbfounded. She says that she doesn't even understand how Scott and Amber weren't in the bottom three. Okay, this is another moment of Katie just, like, being such a weird player where they're all like, Katie, not the time. Right. And she's like, but I don't understand why Leanne Montel (laughs) went home. And it's like, okay, but you're safe. Like, maybe just bring this up in a second. But I do agree with you. (laughs) I know. I agree with her, but maybe not the right time. She's so weird at this game i don't know what the fuck is happening she like only knows how to do this game if she's like with one person from the beginning to the end like yeah she won exactly two. but like she doesn't know yeah. what the fuck she's doing here right i don't know very weird <laughs> yeah you said that the reason that scott and amber were not in the bottom three is because the public is stupid and loves scott <laughs> You hear that, listeners? Oh no! We're gonna all of our UK people are gonna hate us. Sorry, guys. I just but don't explain get it. Explain. I, just need an ex- I need an explanation. Yeah, someone. We would love it. to understand, and we don't. Yes. So help us right. understand. I need to see another point of view. Help us help you. Right. <laughs> The Islanders now say goodbye to Leanne Montel and Tyreek ITMs that Montel made feelings look. It's <laughs> a good one. It's a really good line. I love Tyreek. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so cute. So Jess, Sammy, and Amber have a chat. Amber does not know why she's here. She's in shock. She's emotional and she feels bad. She feels guilty. Yeah. I loved that the three of them were having this conversation too. It felt a yeah. little bit reminiscent of the Catherine and Scott conversation where it was like, we've put some bad blood behind us mm. and like you know, that wasn't as explicitly acknowledged, but I always mm-hmm. like things like this. I think it's sweet. Me too. 
Whitney, Lockin, Tyreek, and Ella then chat. They say they're all really sad about Catherine and Elam, and they're shocked about Leah Montel. Lockin asks if Sammy is annoyed being in the bottom, and Ella's like, what else would he expect? Because <laughs> they fight so much. Mm-hmm. Scott and Amber then chat, and Scott says that they must be doing something right. They do agree it's weird, but they both now have a chance to find someone. Amber says she is praying for a bombshell. Yeah. Katie and Uzi then chat, and Katie is shocked that they did not go home. And then we see Ella and Tyreek chat, and Ella says she's really sad to see Catherine go. They both agree that if they left together, they wouldn't be sad because they found what they came for. Cute. In the morning now, Jess gets a text and is alerted that Josh is waiting for her to go on a date with him. Mm-mm-mm. And now Mitch gets a text that Ella is waiting for him to go on a date with her. So when Ella was announced as a bombshell, the mm-hmm. official of Island Instagram put something in the caption like, this will be a familiar face for Tyreek. Right. Right. And we'll talk about it more as we see her start to play. But I thought this was a very interesting choice for her to take Mitch. Yes, I agree. It but was a safe obviously choice. her goal is Tyreek. Tyreek. Was it a safe choice or... Or did she just think if he sees that there's somebody named Ella who's taking him on a date, he'll know it's me. If he sees that there's somebody named Ella and he's, you know, she's not taking Tyreek on the date, he'll assume it's another random Ella. And then I'll be able to like walk in and he'll be surprised to actually see me in the villa. Hmm. Maybe. Yeah. So you get that moment of shock. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. But also she knows that it's going to be hard to steal Tyreek from Ella. Yeah. And so she does need to also have another option. And Mitch Mm -hmm. is a pretty good backup plan. Right. I just, I think she's a good player, actually. It's interesting. (sighs) She's a good player, but I don't like her. I don't like her either at all. She sucks. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, oh, she grinds my fucking gears. There's something about her. Yeah. It puts me off. It's the audacity for me. It's the audacity, but it's also not the audacity. It's like, I I guess it is the audacity. The way that she speaks sometimes, I'm just like, who the fuck do you think you are? You are not the queen of fucking England. You are not hot shit. Yeah. Like, you're hot. You're not that hot. Get over yourself. That's yeah. That's how I feel. <laughs> I agree. I agree. But I also think that in the context of what she's trying to do, which is to create a storyline for herself as somebody who knows Tyreek and yeah. is potentially going to infiltrate that relationship. Yeah. Like, I do think she plays it well, given, yes. like, you have to be bold if you're going to crack on to mm-hmm. the guy who is in the strongest couple, you know, one of the strongest couples, if not the strongest yeah. couple in the villa. Yeah, she's getting a very strong villain edit, and she's leaning into it. Yes. And I'm personally buying it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And we hate her. And we hate her. It's working. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So while Jess gets ready, Abby is like, I can't just sit here and watch bitch get to know another girl. And all the girls are like... Um, honey. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, it's a mirror. <laughs> Abby and Mitch can just be like our hypoc- uh, hypocritical couple. I almost said our hypocrite couple. Hypocrupple. <laughs> <Hippocruple. laughs> That's who they are. They're our because, 
she's being very hypocritical, but makes me believe that she's a good match for Mitch, who is king hypocrite. Yes. OG Ella is like, other Ella needs a new name. And then Whitney is kind of giving her shit. And she's like, we'll call you old Ella and her new Ella. We'll call her Ella 1 and you Ella 2. <laughs> <laughs> so we see Jess and Mitch leave for their dates. And then we have our BCGC. Mm -hmm. Abby says that she doesn't like the situation because he's gone for every bombshell that's come in and she's going to keep getting to know Scott. <laughs> of course she is. To be fair, this is something that she brought up to Mitch in Casa. Like, do you actually like me or are you just getting to know everyone that comes in? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I understand why this would feel a little bit different to her, but it's yeah. like the facts of the situation are that you're doing the exact same thing to him. Yeah. Scott says that he thought he was going to go home, repeating that again, agreed, we yes, we all did, or at least Mari and I did. He says that he's going to keep talking to Abby, and Amber shares that she was upset to not be picked for the date, but either way, somebody is coming into the villa, we're going to have a new male bombshell, so she will have another option, she's happy about that. Tyreek is glad that the public support him, and Sammy blames himself for them being in the bottom, which accurate it is accurate jess and josh on their date are chatting and he's asking about her and sammy jess is like we're closed off she tells him about being in the bottom last night and thinks that josh is handsome and her type i do not think he's handsome first of all no he looks to me like a mixture of johnny from season three. Oh yes and like kind of Nathan from season two, but Nathan's way more attractive. Yeah, I totally see that. The Johnny vibe is strong. Yeah. Also, Lucas said he looks a little bit like Bill Skarsgård, who plays It, the clown. Oh. Yikes. Yikes, indeed. But he does actually kind of look like him. But Bill is, despite scary, hotter. <laughs> yeah. So Mitch and Ella then have a chat. Ella says that she is from Kent. She says that she likes a cheapy, cheeky chap and is motivated and competitive and likes going to the gym. Mitch says that he and Abby are both open, but he's really happy with Abby. Ella says that she could turn his head and she finds him attractive. Also, quick note, Lucas just texted me saying the clown's name is Pennywise. <laughs> oh, I, th I actually didn't know that. Did he hear you from the other room? He, he did. He says, it is the <laughs> alien that takes the form of Pennywise. Okay. This is good lore. I'm so glad that we clarified <laughs> that. I wouldn't have been able to sleep tonight. <laughs> I kind of did. I did forget that name of the clown. That shit scares me. <laughs> Back at the villa, we see Abby and Scott doing a workout together, despite discussing that would be buggy the day prior. OG Ella is on the beanbag saying that Scott has wasted no time. We see Abby and Scott flirting, working out. Ella says that Abby wants to get to know Scott, but she's afraid of Mitch. And Zach says that he can't imagine Scott's game, which I agree yeah. with. <laughs> Thank you, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> Back on the dates, we see Josh and Jess chat, and Josh says that he picked Jess because she is his type, and she seems like she has her head screwed on straight, and he says that he would like some kids. She says she wants to be married, but she's also happy to compromise if her partner doesn't. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Makes me wonder about Sammy's thoughts on marriage. Mm-hmm. Same. Ella and Mitch are chatting on their date, and she says that she loves caring for someone, and she feels like they have a good vibe. He thinks that the date went better than expected, 
and back at the villa, we see Sammy and Abby chatting. She asks where he thinks Mitch's head will be at, and Sammy says that he can be very tunnel vision, and he's set on Abby. Mm-hmm. I think this is, like, a good kind of, like, picking up on the black and white thinking that is everything going on in Mitch's head. <laughs> yes. Abby felt like it was muggy that he didn't give her a kiss before he left. <laughs> okay, this is giving Mitch and Molly at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm, definitely, yeah. Where every day he would be like, if she does this, I'm done. <laughs> right. And again, yeah. all of this just makes me believe more in They're Mitch and perfect. Abby's relationship. They're perfect for each other, literally. Abby is saying that she feels like she's not going to be waiting around if Mitch is going to crack on with a new girl. And then the bombs, as well as Jess and Mitch, return from their dates. And Tyreek sees Ella. We already knew this, but he shows that he knows her. He's like, it's good to see you again. The Islanders meet the bombs. And we have a BCGC. Ella and Josh introduce themselves. Josh says that his date was good with Jess. And Mitch says the date was nice. Tyreek says that he knows Ella from social media and the club and nothing happened. And Ella says that Mitch said he was happy with Abby. He's not closed off and would be surprised to see his head turn, but would get to know her. Abby is not thrilled with this. So then we see a conversation between blonde Ella and Josh. And Josh says that he's going to give it a go with Jess and Ella says that she knows Tyreek. She's kissed him before. She says that they have a history and she feels like she could turn his head. She then ITMs that there's unfinished business. Mm. We then see a chat between Tyreek, Ella and Whitney and they ask Tyreek how he knows the new Ella. He says from around, we're both from Kent and he says that they've never been on a date or anything. He's definitely hiding as much as he can at this moment. <laughs> yeah. Where do you know her from? Just from around. Just from around. You know, the clubs, socials, <laughs> things like that. Yeah. Mitch and Abby then chat, and Mitch says that he flirted a little bit with Ella on the date, but he's happy with Abby. He's going to chat to her, but he's not going to pull her for chats. And then Mitch says he doesn't really feel that much after the date, and he asks why Abby is upset. Mitch is trying to reassure Abby, and she's being really mopey. And he tells her not to worry. Jess and Ella now chat. And Jess is asking about Sammy. And Ella's like, he was stressing while you were gone. Jess says that Josh is fit. Again, hard disagree. Mm -hmm. And we now (laughs) see new Ella, blonde Ella. I like that. Chatting with Tyreek. He says that he and Ella, OG Ella, Bruna Ella, (laughs) I hate that they picked an Ella. (laughs) It's fucking annoying. And also, it's what so is this annoying. thing of, like, everyone that Tyreek and Ella have ever met prior to the villa are just, like, in the villa now? Right. Why is all of, like, Scotland, like, Uzi and Ty and Ella and Ella, like, why do they all know each other? <laughs> I go back to the fact that Tyreek and Ella are running in crowds that yeah. this show is cast from, which again, I yeah. do think will make them very successful after the show, but also like kind of made them a shoe in for the show originally. For sure. So he's sharing that him and Ella, yeah, have been through a journey. They're in a good place. Ella is asking if he still has trust issues and he's like a little bit, but I'm working on it. She says, it's a battle of the Ellas. And she says, I know that you know I fancy you, and we get on, and I know that you fancy me. Mm -hmm. They talk about how they've kissed, 
and she's flirting hard. She's talking about how soon before Tyreek went into the villa it was that they had kissed and seen each other. I think part of the reason I dislike her is because of how she talks. It's a little bit like kind of how I disliked Olivia's speech. Yeah, it. Yeah, I totally I hear like, that. Oh, he's talking like this, like kind of like a porn star, like, <laughs> oh, baby, like that kind of energy. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Do you remember two months ago when we kissed? I do. <sighs> Making love in the club. Oh, God. <laughs> we now see Amber and Josh chat. Amber's like, you didn't pick me for the date, but you're my only option. So we're going to talk now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> This I thought was so funny because he starts immediately by saying that he likes somebody with a good personality. And then I feel like I was just watching Amber, like, try to figure out how to, like, make it seem like she had a good personality to him for the rest of the conversation. Like, I didn't even (laughs) absorb any of the content of what they were saying. I was just watching her being like, oh, with a good personality. Yeah. Like, Like bubbly and fun. Like, so important. Oh, bubbly. Ah! She says that he is a proper Essex boy, and he Uh, says... She's 19. I can't get it out of my head. And he is 26, and this is not appropriate. Yeah. Agreed. Sammy and Jess chat, and he shares that he missed her today. Jess talks about how Josh just wants to get to know her. (laughs) And it's like, right, that's Mm -hmm. exactly what I'm worried about. But she said it would be hard to turn her head. And she says she's a wanted woman. Yeah. Tyreek and Ella then chat and they talk about what Tyreek and blonde Ella talked about. Tyreek mentions that he has kissed her and mentions her commentary about the Battle of the Ellas. OG Ella says that she can try, but there is no battle of no Ellas. Mitch and blonde Ella then chat mm-hmm. and Mitch says <laughs> Mitch says he thinks the date was good. He really was surprised by her. And she says that Abby seems threatened by their relationship. And then she talks about how flexible she is with her body. Jess and Abby then chat and Jess says that she needs to let Ella and Mitch get to know each other. And Jess says that you need to trust what you have and not be Aggie. And Jess says that she should still get to know Scott, but Abby feels ready to close it off with Mitch. Jess is like, you need to chill out. You need to let it be. So then we move into episode 45. It is nighttime in the villa and blonde Ella makes the toast. She thanks everyone for welcoming them and Here's to bombshelling, is what she says. Bombshell protocol. BSP. (laughs) I like that, BSP. Ella and Tyreek have a chat, and Ella says that girls see being friendly as flirty, and she wants Tyreek to shut it down with the new Ella. Yeah. Ella now walks into the bedroom and sees blonde Ella and confronts her. She's like, what's going on with Tyreek? So original Ella tells blonde Ella that Tyreek is closed off and that Tyreek had shared with her that blonde Ella told him that she's going to go for him anyway and go for what she wants. And blonde Ella now in this moment tells OG Ella, yeah, I am going to go for what I want. <laughs> I hate the producers for doing this. To I, us. <laughs> I, was I fucking hate the producers. This fucking three episodes. Fuck you, Love Island producers. You're the most toxic. That's a little spoiler for my <sighs> fucking awards that we're going to get into soon. Don't ever <laughs> Hopefully, because I can't. <laughs> this is like... 
the Mitch and Phoebe debacle of Love Island Australia. Oh, the Phoebes. Yes, definitely. And the Mitches. And the Mitches. (laughs) Ella, original Ella is like, do you, but why is my name in your mouth? Don't talk about battles. I would never go head to head with a girl for a man. Blonde Ella says it was banter and kind of apologizes and is like, I'm not a bitch. (laughs) Just because you say so does not make it true. Facts. (laughs) Abby and Mitch now chat. She asks how he feels about Ella. Mitch says if Ella wants to talk to him, he will talk to her, but he's pretty set on Abby. Abby says she should have ended it with Scott earlier and she needs to talk to him. And Abby feels worried about Mitch being into Ella. Mitch is like, I don't know. They start arguing. Mitch is like, had you not gotten to know Scott, the situation would have been different. And you need to watch Ella try and graft me now if she wants to. And I find this whole thing to be very petty, very tit for tat. Very, very, yeah. Yeah. I am like, Mitch, what are you doing? He's an idiot. You're so, so stupid. He's so fucking stupid. It only gets worse. Yeah. Abby says, why do I have to watch that? He says he wants to give Ella a chance. And Abby says there's a high chance he could lose her. The (laughs) speed at which this dynamic flipped (laughs) is giving me whiplash. I know. Agreed. But also, again, the beauty of the show is how much there is this fluctuation in who has the power totally abby and scott now chat and abby basically is like i am interested in mitch i'm happy with mitch deading it with scott she then tells scott about mitch and ella chatting and scott is like you're gonna have to go through it with him then you owe him that and i think this was a bad play on abby's part Mm -hmm. because she is now fucking herself potentially yeah exactly i i should have kept it open with scott she should have been like well fine mitch if you're gonna keep getting to know ella i'm gonna keep getting to know scott exactly yeah and then they need to at the same point be like okay no we're gonna close it off with both of them and be for each other that's the safest play on both of their parts Uh, exactly yep so there is an ominous music playing something is coming what do we get a montage of love we see josh and jess Jess says she's closed off, but she's willing to talk to him if that's what he wants. We see Sammy and Ella. Ella says she's going to have to graft. Amber and Josh are chatting. He says he likes the chase. She says she won't make it easy for him. Mitch and blonde Ella are chatting. They flirt about her bikini. Mitch is being gross also. Mm. (laughs) Josh and Katie are chatting. He says he's persistent. Ella and Uzi, a blonde Ella and Uzi have a chat. They're being a little flirtatious. Ella gets a text. Blonde Ella gets a text. It is time for Josh and Ella to make a decision on who they want to couple up with. So Ella B picks Mitch. Josh picks Jess. Abby and Sammy are now single. And the hashtag sounded like punishment texts from the producers. It was hashtag where's your boy gone? And I forget the other one. I don't remember. It was something like putting down Abby and Sammy. Yeah. (laughs) I just have to say, like, I'm starting to feel a little bit bad for Jess and Sammy. Me too. This is a lot. It's a lot. That they've gone, that they've had to go through. And this is like really kind of out of their control. And Jess did tell Josh that she was closed off. I know, but she was like, I'm open to getting to know you, blah, 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 blah. I mean, there's a moment later where Jess basically admits that she's just doing this to make Sammy jealous. Right. And it's like, hun, you need to stop. Yeah. <laughs> you need to let that shit go. Yeah, they are getting themselves into these situations, but it's like a fucking lot. 
It's a lot. They have shot themselves in the foot. They are not winning this game. I agree. Yeah, there's no way. So we now see Josh try to talk to Sammy and apologize. And Sammy's like, I'll chat to you in a minute. Jess sees this and doesn't like how Sammy has allowed Josh to sit on his own and like not have anyone to talk to after the recoupling, which I thought was weird. weird. So she then goes to talk to Josh and tells Sammy that that was disrespectful to not talk to Josh in that Mm -hmm. moment. And then Sammy's like, just let me be like invent and like feel annoyed about this because it does suck. Right. In the conversation with Jess and Josh, they are talking about how the situation is tough. Josh is fine with what Sammy did. Sammy is telling the guys that he just needs to breathe and he's not mad at Josh. Tyreek and Sammy chat alone. And Tyreek says that Jess made it clear to Josh that she's closed and that Josh had to do something, had to choose someone. Right. Sammy does not like that Jess didn't come over to him. I do have to say, like, Josh was in a pretty tricky situation because I would have also been giving him a lot of shit for choosing Amber with Mm -hmm. the age gap there. So I don't really know what I would have done if I were him. And I will say the cage is rattled. Cage has been rattled. That's true. Mitch now chats with blonde Ella. He says that he doesn't love how Abby has reacted to all of this. And Ella asks if Abby graphs. And Mitch is like, I'm not really sure. He says he's going to chat to her and Ella is making this hard for him. Also, I just have to say, like, I find it very unbelievable that somebody's two options in the villa would be either Mitch or Tyreek. I know. They're very, (laughs) very different. (laughs) Which is how I know that Mitch is a backup option and Mitch should also know this and see that she's not actually interested in him and just go all in Mm -hmm. on Abby, who has now decided to go all in on him. Yes, Totally, totally agree with you on that. That is the good move for Mitch. But no, yep. Mitch doesn't know how to game play this game yet again. He thought he knew and he fucked it up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just becoming too fucking predictable. <laughs> I know, truly. So Abby and Mitch chat and he asks where her head is at. She turns the question on him. He says, my head is fucked. Mitch then brings up how he didn't like how she's handled things so far today. And he also then brings up how she's gotten to know Scott. And Abby says this has nothing to do with Scott. Abby says that it seems like you've made your decision. He says, no, I haven't. It's not like I'm going to go and kiss her. Abby, you're still my number one. She's not happy with this answer, but that's where that ends. Sammy and Josh then have a conversation. Sammy says he understands that Josh had to go for what he wants. There's no hard feelings. Josh apologizes. And then Mitch says to Tyreek, Uzi, and Zach that he doesn't like how Abby has acted today and it's given him the ick. And he says that blonde Ella and him have flirty banter. And the guys agree that Ella has game. Yeah. Abby is now sharing with Whitney, Lockin, and Ella. She repeats what Mitch had said and says that she told him that the ball is in his court. And Ella's like, no, don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) And Whitney is like, you're the prize. You need to remember that. Again, affirmations are your niche. Let's discuss how we can strategize for your post-Villa career. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Sammy now pulls Jess and Sammy says he's upset that she didn't come over to him. Jess kind of fights back and is like, I felt like we were on track. And she says, yeah, it's not a nice feeling, is it? (laughs) Jess is toxic. Fit for tat. She is. She's, oh, 
She just needs to relax. I know. Sammy says, if we're in a closed off exclusive relationship and she's like, well, I'm not your girlfriend. And he confirms and he's like, okay, let's talk more tomorrow. Yeah. Weird combo. This does feel like just trying to get some revenge on Sammy. Definitely. Definitely. Not a good idea. Not a good look. So Josh and Blonde Ella chat. He says that Sammy is mad at him, but he needs to get his graft on with Jess. And Ella tells Josh about what Mitch said regarding Abby's behavior, not being into it. While in bed, Mitch is flirting with Ella, and then he gives her a cuddle. It is then morning in the villa, and we see a BCGC. Abby says she does not feel good because Mitch wouldn't give her a kiss that morning when she crawled over to say hello. Mm-hmm. Blonde Ella says that some of the things that Mitch has said to her have made her think that she could turn his head. And Mitch tells the guys about not kissing Abby and cuddling blonde Ella. He says that Abby's giving him the ick. And then the girls tell Jess that she's given Josh hope. And Jess says that she did this to make Sammy jealous. And the girls say, do what you want to do. <laughs> yeah. Whitney and Locken then chat and Locken tells Whitney about Mitch saying that he has the ick and Locken says that Abby just needs to chill. Yeah. I love that Locken told Whitney this. <laughs> I know. It was kind it kind of reminded me of Maxwell and Olivia from last season when they were when Maxwell heard some stuff and he yeah. was like, "Hey Olivia, I heard this." <laughs> yeah, totally, totally, totally. Yeah, Locken is like fully a member of the villa at this point. I agree. We see Mitch and new Ella chat and Mitch tells her about Abby trying to kiss him, which is, like, so inappropriate to share. Yeah. He just says so yeah. much. He, like, that one woman on TikTok said, Diary thoughts. thoughts. Diary <laughs> thoughts. Right. <laughs> Not everything that you think needs to be said. Yes. And also could be a good post-villa career for you. If you would like to chat about creating your own journal line, feel free to reach out. I have some ideas. Ooh. <laughs> Could you think Mitch could single-handedly bring back Xanga? What is that? Oh, no. This is making me old. Oh, Ari, you don't remember Zanga? What is Zanga? Okay. Do you remember Live Journal? No. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, so but the thing old. is, not only are you older than me, but I also grew okay. up in, like, an organic, like, TV and oh, true. internet. F- not TV and internet free, but, like, it wasn't as much a part of my young life household okay well i will i know you know what tumblr is and this tumblr was not a far yeah. stretch from this but zanga and live journal were both literally public blogs where people my age would often write extremely like it was a g- legitimate diary entry posted on the internet <laughs> wow. that all yeah, of your friends I, could I read know people that did that on tumblr Yes, exactly. People did it on Tumblr too, but it originated with Zanga and maybe Mitch could bring it back. But it was an insane thing that we all did. This was before we understood what a digital footprint was. Obviously. Yeah, right. This I is was before... like, oh, I'm going to talk about how I'm pissed off at my friends. <laughs> yeah. They didn't take me to the so movies. So true before you realized that that would literally be popping up in your Facebook memories every year for the rest of your life. <laughs> precisely yeah exactly <laughs> that's so funny so mitch is sharing with new ella that his head is scrambled and ella's like i don't chase men i'm not gonna keep grafting which is not a good play so i don't know i don't know abby is now chatting with zach molly and josh zach asks how abby feels abby's like i feel like i've lost mitch 
Molly suggests that Abby cannot keep acting like she did yesterday because it's unattractive. Be a better woman. Zach really likes me for my morals and like how I'm a lot better than other women. So let me give you some (laughs) advice about how to be the best kind of woman. Exactly. We now see Josh and Jess chat and he's flirting with her. Cut to Ella asking Sammy if he's okay. He's like, Jess had all the time to get to know people. And Josh feels like Sammy is acting irrationally. Mitch and Abby Mm -hmm. now chat. Mitch tells Abby about cuddling Ella. He's like, that's not me. And I do need to give you more respect. But he wants to get to know Ella a little bit more. (laughs) I'm over (laughs) this already. Uh Uh-huh. Abby's like, it's your experience to do what you want. And Mitch says that his head is turning. But he still really likes Abby. Turning. Turning. Yeah. In the makeup room, Ella, blonde Ella, is telling Abby that Mitch intentionally cuddled her, as opposed to the frequent unintentional cuddles that we all are so familiar with. That happens to me all the time. I'm just like, oops, oh no, I'm cuddling you. (laughs) Yeah, Mitch was like, oh, I just must have done it in my sleep. I didn't even realize. (laughs) Liar. I can't. It is nighttime in the villa and OG Ella makes the toast. Abby, Whitney, and Amber are having a chat. Abby says her priority is Mitch and Whitney says that Mitch sold her a dream. Whitney then tells Abby that Mitch did say he had the ick and she put him off and she scared him off a little bit. And Abby says if she cuts it off with Mitch, she's going to pull Scott. And Whitney says that Scott's not going to have it if she does that. Right. Which is why it was a bad idea for her to cut it off. Yes. When she did. Exactly. So then Abby pulls Mitch. Abby says she feels closed down so that he can get to know somebody else. Like put away, I think. Like shut down. Yeah. Kind of like push to the side. Push to the side. For for him. Mm -hmm. And Abby tells Mitch about what Ella said. The cuddle being intentional. And she says that that's really muggy of him to do. And she's not happy about the way that Mitch has been speaking about her to the other Islanders today. She mentions the ick comment and Mitch confirms that he did say that. But then he says that he's not done with Abby. He can come back from the ick. So (laughs) Josh then eggs on blonde Ella to go pull Mitch during this conversation. And so Ella goes up to Mitch and Abby and asks to chat. And Abby says, can we please finish our chat? And Abby blocks the steal. She blocks. Yes, she does. Which yes. I thought was a beautiful play. Good play. Yeah. She did, did something right in this moment. Yes. She did. And it was really funny, like, having the guys watch this all happen because they're, like, commenting on it. And they're like, oh, look at Mitch. He's, like, looking at her to, like, get confirmation on what to do. <laughs> He's just like, I'm going to let the girls duke this one out. I'll just right. I'll talk to whoever they say I can talk to. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> He's so passive. <laughs> so passive yeah but also so forward at the same time yes he go- he, he <laughs> vacillates between the two quite often yes but abby says i don't know what's gonna happen with us and mitch asks for more time but he understands if she can't give him that and that is where we leave our episodes so let's get into our <gasps> let's do it for these episodes how many of your eggs were in which islander's basket Okay, so I have one egg cracked out for Elam, Catherine, Leah, and Mantel. Goodbye. Loved watching you. Confused. Sorry you had to go. Yeah. Four eggs for Whitney and Lachlan. Two eggs for Tyreek and Ella. And two eggs for Zach and Molly. What about you? 
So this week I have an egg for Lauren and an egg for you. I love that last episode. That's so sweet. (laughs) And then I'm going to crack two eggs for both Catherine and LM and pour them out. Mm -hmm. Like that was so fucked up. Yeah. I'm sorry that your time on the show ended that way. I've never given more than one egg to a dumb Islander, I don't think, but I think they both deserve it. That's fair. I'll crack an egg and pour it out for Leah and one for Montel as well. Leah was a sweet Islander. I really liked her. I feel like she could have made more of an impact and been a little bit more of an interesting character, but she was around for a long time and yeah, she was an important part of the season. I agree. I have two eggs for Whitney and Luckin. One for just Whitney, as always. <laughs> Love. <laughs> and one for Jess, my toxic queen. <laughs> oh, nice. Love that. Who was your most toxic Islander this week? The producers. Oh, say more. Like everything. The Ella Ella thing is just the fucking icing on the cake. <laughs> but the Catherine Ellum situation was so fucked up. I've never seen an original Islander disrespected like that by the show. And I was not okay with it. I love it. Yeah. No, that's a fact. Yeah. Who was your most toxic Islander of these episodes? Um, Maybe it should be directed at the producers, but I said the British public, why are you saving boring (laughs) Scott? Also Mitch. Literally. Because he's being an idiot. (laughs) Yeah, that too. (laughs) So between the producers and the British public, someone, something has gone awry here. like horribly awry horribly awry yes what was your most shocking moment of these episodes Catherine and ellen being sent home yeah and and the way in which they were sent home that was insane yeah 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 oh my most shocking moment was also that them being sent home and how they were sent home my most shocking moment (laughs) yeah it was not okay and i suggest that they don't do this anymore agreed yeah i didn't like it so okay so now what are your finalist predictions so I still think that Ella and Tyreek will win, mm-hmm. but I would love for Locken and Whitney to win. I think that both of those couples will be in the final four. Yeah. Along with Molly and Zach and Sammy and Jess. Yes. I completely agree with you on that top four. Yeah. Okay. No notes. <laughs> Becoming solidified. Yeah, it really is. It's like, it's like all over the place and then it like definitely starts to come together yeah yeah but i still think that there's the potential for us to experience something shocking and i'm prepared yeah me too i'm excited yeah i'm so excited so if anything else shocking happens or not you know that we'll have lots of thoughts about it and you should keep tuning in and sharing the podcast with friends and loved ones so that everyone can hear about our thoughts absolutely what happens what doesn't happen Who's dumped, who the producers are fucking with. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Et cetera. Et cetera. Yes, thank you guys all for listening, and we will chat to you again on Monday. We absolutely cannot wait. See you then. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Please follow us at She's Got the Chat on Instagram and TikTok. Rate and review us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Can't wait to chat next week. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.